Hi there, and welcome to Searching for Better. I'm Julia, and I'm the blogger behind searchingforbetter.net, which is now the podcast. Searching for Better is all about exploring ideas on how to find our path in life and to live it wholeheartedly. So welcome to our show, and I really, really hope you enjoy it. Hi guys, and welcome to another episode of Searching for Better. So today I'm going to go through how to survive tough days. So whether you're going through some sort of grief process, whether you've lost someone, whether it's a divorce, a loss of expectation or circumstance, there's lots of things that we can grieve. Today I want to discuss how to survive those days where you really feel like you're struggling. And again, I just want to emphasize that I'm not a professional. Um, and this doesn't replace professional help. I have a psychologist who is fantastic and I highly recommend if your resources allow to get someone. But these are steps that have helped me from a book that I found particularly helpful that I want to share with you today. So in getting straight into it, I really want to read a passage of a book Um, It's called Bearing the Unbearable. And if you are currently going through, well, you know what, I say currently, but grief is really something that I feel is experienced um, forever, in my opinion. Um, If you've lost someone and you feel like you need a little bit of help on the topic, this is definitely a book to read. I found it very helpful, especially on one of the most, one of the harder days that I've had. So I want to talk about this particular section of the book. So I will read it first and then I'll go into it and really talk about how we can survive those really tough, hopeless days. So this is a passage. So a contraction of grief occurs when our attention and energy are pulled inward. Our surroundings made smaller perhaps because in this particular moment, we feel overwhelmed. Feeling overwhelmed, we contract and tighten emotionally. We conserve our energy and attention, focusing intently on grief and on self. In a moment of contraction, it feels as if our very survival may be in question. We may feel unsteady, unsafe, unheld. We may feel tenuous, desperate, fearful, and vulnerable. In such moments, we may curl up and hold our breath. In such moments, we may feel the call to self-protect. We sense on some level that contraction will save us. Expansion may come with the deep in and out breath in a period of small, even minuscule growth post-contraction. Allowing contraction to just be. In time, we see it naturally ebbs and tightens, loosens. We grow larger and we become more willing to venture out and explore, to take risks, to open and unfold. And we find ourselves in a moment of trust, safety, curiosity, willingness, connectedness, belonging, and maybe even hope. In previous moments, the contraction saved us. In this moment, the expansion will save us. In this model, expansion too is not wrong or bad or good and right. Expansion too need not be halted or controlled. The expansion too is necessary for the next contraction. And thus, expansion is itself part of the contraction. So what happened with me and the reason that I wanted to share this passage with you and the reason that really resonated with me was because around um, the time of my 30th birthday, I really, really struggled. Um, I think for a couple of reasons, primarily because this year has been such a big year of milestones. Um, It was my 30th. I was getting married soon. 
And these were the major milestones that I had experienced without my brother. But also because I think personally I found it challenging as a sibling to know that you've reached a milestone that your sibling wasn't able to. And there was a lot of emotion that came up with that as well. And I do think personally that in my own grief process and just the type of person that I am, I had spent a lot of time trying to process my grief through busyness. Um, I found it really difficult to have bad days because I often felt like I needed to pick myself up and keep going. And there were a number of reasons for that. You know, there's always those cultural reasons, those family expectations, um, wanting to be there for friends, wanting to be the person that other people wanted me to be and really not scare people, I suppose, with the grief. And I think that's something that's been challenging as well because, you know, when you have a really tough day, it can be tough for the ones that you love as well. And the last thing that we want to do is bring more pain or difficulty to the ones that we love, especially when we've had our own experiences with it. So on this particular day after my 30th birthday, it was a Monday and I don't think in my entire grief process, I've ever spent a day just not doing anything, just sort of in the darkness, so to speak, because I always pushed myself to pick myself up. And this particular day, it was just, it was not happening. I couldn't pick myself up. I just felt overwhelmed by my feelings of grief and sadness and longing for my brother, for wanting to see him, for the milestones that he was missing, for the milestones that I knew I was missing um, with him. There was just so much that I was carrying that I felt like I just had to carry it that day, if that makes sense. And I think there's this idea that to carry something, we have to push ourselves through it. And in this case, for me, carrying it was just surrendering to it. It was allowing myself to sit in my bed, to read and to really do nothing all day. And to really, honestly, I sat in my bed, lights off with my dog, just chilling out, really like crying, processing everything, um, just allowing myself to grieve and really feel that process. And this is not something that I think we're accustomed to in our culture. It's really about positivity and picking ourselves up and keeping going. And the reason that I say this is because I have another friend at the moment who's having her own set of challenges, healthy challenges as well, things that that help us to grow and to evolve. Um, And she said something really interesting. She said, you know, I've tried to be positive and all of that stuff. And I was sitting with her and I was like, I completely understand where you're coming from because I do the same thing. I sit there and I feel bad about having a tough day when in reality, our tough days, we already feel it's already a challenge enough to feel everything we're feeling, let alone to then feel bad about those feelings. And as I sat with her, I said, well, you know what? Maybe it's not about positivity. Maybe it's about self-compassion. And that's the biggest learning curve that I've had when it comes to how to survive tough days. Some days definitely call for positivity. I am, I am definitely about rewiring the brain and being more positive. And I do think that that is an important part of a process. And for me, positivity is definitely part of that expansion process that the author speaks about. But when it comes to the contraction process, the contraction process, those days where we feel like we need to process everything, those days where we feel we need to surrender to the experience and the feelings that we're having, those days call for self-compassion. Those days call for sitting with ourselves, allowing ourselves to endure those days without self-judgment, without without harsh criticism. And that's the discussion that I was having with my friend. Some days for me, my experience in my grief, some days just have to be endured. Some experiences have to be endured. And it reminds me of that book. Um, 
uh, we're going on a bear hunt. I know it's so strange, but it just every time I think of that, I think of that because we can't go over it. We can't go over our feelings. We can't avoid them by going under our feelings. We have to go through them. And that is a thing with tough days. I found in my experience that when I allow those tough days to happen and I practice self-compassion, instead of practicing positivity, it has worked a lot better in the long run because again, the positivity fits in that expansion but the contraction is what leads to the expansion it's part of that process and so as I learned that in my grief I understood that to really increase my coping of my grief I had to first learn to endure certain things and so through that process my coping has increased from that day my coping has increased my self-compassion has increased and I moved naturally into a place of expansion over time but I also understand now that contraction is part of that process. And instead of resisting and fighting it through positivity and other sort of habits, I try to just endure it, to practice self-compassion, to surrender and allow myself to feel what's coming up and to know the difference between when I need to coach myself out of something through positivity, whereas I need to allow something through self-compassion. So I suppose the next natural question to that is, and how do we know the difference between positivity and self-compassion and when to apply those and for me and I do think this is a personal process I think it depends on how we're feeling in the situation we're going through but an example for me I feel as though is when I start to feel angry frustrated um, about the situation when I start to feel guilt about the fact that my brother didn't get certain things and I did and again I use the word particularly guilt I know that those are those times where I require for me in my personal experience I require require positivity I require myself to coach myself out of that and for me that's how I manage those feelings but those other times where I'm mourning that person the presence of them um, that deep feeling of love and loss that's interconnected where we miss their presence we wish that we were, they were there you know it goes beyond those feelings of guilt and shame it's it's more a, it's like an internal longing for them that we know is not here, in, at least in this world. For me, those are the days where I know, and they're my toughest days, where I know there's nothing I can do but endure it. There's nothing that I can do but sit there and cry and practice self-compassion by allowing myself to feel those things without positivity and without trying to talk myself out of it. So for me, those are the two differences. But I think through this passage, um, through this book, I really understood that, both situations are part of an entire process that the only reason I have been able to grow is because of those tough days and those experiences of enduring and those experiences of self-compassion and allowing and surrendering. And I also know that my growth is more expansive because of that. And I think when it's time for growth is when it's time for me to call on my positivity and challenge myself in other ways. Um, for example, I've spoken a lot about how challenging it can be to put yourself out there. So for me, those sort of topics, those sort of days are the days I need to coach myself out. But when it comes to longing, loving someone, there's no coaching your way out of that. There's only your way to experience it. And I think that there are some experiences, in particular past experiences, some certain trauma experiences that are hard to, you know, you can't coach yourself out of those experiences. It's about enduring those experiences, understanding, approaching ourselves with self-compassion and first allowing those emotions to come up before we try to sift through them and move into a place of expansion. So again, I do want to emphasize that this is my experience. I am not a professional. And again, I highly recommend seeing someone because if those tough days are continuous 
and you're starting to feel really hopeless, especially that definitely happened in my own process, I went and got help and it's made such a big difference. So I always recommend if you can to seek external resources in the form of a counselor or a psychologist. And as I always say, take what resonates, leave what doesn't. But this is really my experience in surviving tough days. And when it comes down to it, surviving tough days to me is all about self-compassion, about managing those experiences through allowing ourselves to feel them. And again, being self-compassionate with ourselves, not trying to coach ourselves out of it through positivity. Like the book says, you can't go under it, you can't go over it, you have to go through it. And that's definitely something that's helped me in my own experience of grief in surviving those tough days where the, the grieving process comes up again, where you're re-grieving certain experiences and whether that's triggered just from not allowing my emotions to come up or whether that's been triggered from experiences, regardless, the situation has always been the same for me. And this is definitely something that's helped me to survive my tough days. So I hope that this helps and I hope that this resonates with you as always. Now, I will not be going specifically into the grief process in the membership, but I do want to share the link below. If you want to create some change in your life, if you want a community to help you with that change and you like the content that I provide, then join the waitlist. I'm creating a community and a membership where I will share monthly um, content, activities, things we can do to help us to create change, to help us to learn more about ourselves and really become the person that we truly want to be. So don't forget the link will be in the description and I will also share the link to the book uh, where this passage is from. It's a really great book. So really get onto it if you feel as though it resonates with you. But until the next episode, thank you again so much for listening and thank you so much for being here as well.